Good afternoon. You're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash on Radio Harbor Country 106.7 FM, WRHC out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and 93.5 WRHZ out of Sawyer, Michigan. I'm John Goldman, also known sometimes as Johnny LaSalle. I'm here with my co-host Adam Conley, guitarist extraordinaire from Bone Naked out of Three Oaks and Beer Hippies out of Michigan City. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. How are you? All right. How was your week? It's been good. Okay. Our show is underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics for everything you need to grow your own secret stash. And uh, we're going to play you some songs, some of our favorite songs, deep cuts, uh, extra special jams, and we have a special guest. Adam, who's our special guest today? We have our good friend from Stealing the Farm and also Beer Hippies, Marcus Seifert. All right. Looking forward to talking with him. But first, let's check out this unbelievable version of uh, Robert Petway's Catfish Blues. Uh, This version done by one of my favorites, um, Gary Clark Jr. And here we go.
Catfish Blues. You know, the idea of uh, wanting to be a catfish was around way before Robert Petway, uh, who first recorded that in 1941. But in 1928, Jim Jackson sang about wanting to be a catfish in his Kansas City Blues song. So uh, hard to say Robert Petway actually, quote, wrote the song, but he certainly recorded it first. And then that's the same song that Muddy Waters took and changed it up with some lyrics and called it Rolling Stone, which is, of course, where Rolling Stones got their name. It's also, I don't know if you know this, but it's the backbone of Jimi Hendrix's song uh, Voodoo Child's Slight Return. Ah. Yeah. I don't think I ever put that together. It's all, you know, it's all one thing. It's all one song. But you guys probably know that better than me, being the musicians and... uh, Looking forward to talking with Marcus Seifert. Uh, Marcus is the keyboard player for Stealing the Farm and also plays with Beer Hippies. And, and vocalist. And a vocalist, yeah. He's here with us today. So, uh, Marcus, how'd you uh, start playing keyboards? Well, um, when I was about seven years old, I conned my parents into letting me take some piano lessons. It was your idea? It was my idea. Awesome. It was. I said, I want to play piano. Uh, I've had a lot of family members that that played uh, growing up in church. And, uh, yeah, I said, I want to take piano lessons. And I took about three and said, yeah, I don't want to take piano lessons. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get to find... That's how far I got on piano lessons, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Luckily, I had some really good people that uh, kind of trained me to play by ear, and uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. 
All right. Uh, and how long have you been playing with uh, Steel on the Farm? Uh, this is our 10th year. Wow. All right. We've had quite a few lineup changes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say the least, um, I think one person, at one point I was doing a little magazine spot in uh, the Michigan Entertainer, which is a local thing out of northwest Indiana, which is where I'm from. And they said, oh, you've had how many drummers? And I said, well, we're on number 13. And they're like, is it like Spinal Tap? Yeah. Is it going to spontaneously oh, combust? And I said, ah, maybe. <laughs> they're really 13. 13 In drummers. 10 years. We landed on lucky number 13. Yeah. 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 Who knew that there were that many drummers? Yeah, I don't even know that many drummers. Available to... Oh, you just got to lift the rock up. They're all yeah. under there. <laughs> With their full drum kits. That's right. Yeah, they have the hardest job. Yeah. So uh, growing up, what kind of music did you listen to? Well, that's that's a twofold answer because the music I wanted li- to listen to, I wasn't allowed to. Yeah, um, my dad's a pastor in uh, the Assemblies of God, which is a very Pentecostal um, religion or denomination, whatever you want to say. So I always had a love for rock and roll every time I got to hear it, um, but I was only allowed to listen to gospel, southern gospel, and stuff like that. So it kind of has molded where I've gone in my musical career. Because when I was 16, I found that 1984 Van Halen tape, and uh, that kind of opened up my ears a little bit. And it's progressed quite far since then. So, yeah, growing up, it was you know mostly gospel, but always there's, loved rock and roll. There's some solid gospel in your, your playing and singing too right yeah like my voice pretty much i cut my teeth singing at church so you you know every once in a while well i hear church in your 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 keys too i Um, kind of feel like you know um i'm not nearly as religious or uh spiritual as i was when i was a kid when i was growing up but i uh i have found that i think the music at church kind of invokes the same feeling as when you go to a show and you get that uplifting kind of euphoric feeling. I think the music kind of speaks across all languages there. So you started playing keyboards or piano when mm-hmm. you were six or seven. And uh, did you then play in your dad's church? I mean, yeah, um, I spent 10 years every okay. Sunday. But I started when I was probably 14 or 15 at the church. So that was 10 years after I turned 21 and about four years into stealing the farm. So there were some times that I was driving home from Indianapolis or what what have you from a late gig at a club and uh, waking I, up early on I Sunday still morning. I got up and went. Yeah. I was committed. Mainly because that was, I you're, think, how I paid my rent. <laughs> and, and you're a good son. Yeah, I, I respect my dad. Yeah. I can't say that I always have 100%, but. Uh, you know, I always appreciated everything he had done for me, so I appreciate it more now that I'm a dad. <laughs> do your uh, Do you have any siblings who play as well? I have two siblings. They both can sing really well, but they don't think they can, and <laughs> neither of them play. Yeah, I think I took up all the musical um, <laughs> time in the house, not ability, just time. <laughs> uh, so, stealing the farm, you started. You know, you started doing that ten years ago, and. Uh, were you one of the original founders of the band? Yes, it's that's kind of a, a fuzzy answer. Um, what happened? How did you guys get started? So my buddy John Smith was writing with one of his friends at the time, and uh, they were just kind of dinking around, and they they needed a bass they needed a bass player, and I played piano and guitar. I've never played bass. So they called me and they said, hey, do you want to come play bass? And I said, I don't even have one. <laughs> so I borrowed a bass from a friend. I showed up there. I probably played bass very badly. But then I started singing and they were like, hold on. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to keep this guy around. So they were patient with me for a few months while I got comfortable on the bass. And having a, a bassist and guitar kind of helped that. And uh, we started in the winter of 2008. We actually rehearsed for two years before we ever played a gig. And we were religious about that. It was every single Tuesday we were there. And, uh, yeah, so that started with them, and I am the lone founding member, I guess you would say, left. Well, no one else has left. No. Nope. But you kept the name. We did. Um, we just had so much time. And, you know, that, that whole two years that we were rehearsing and everything before we played our gig, we really went all in. Uh, we saved up 
thousands of dollars, bought a decent PA for, for what it was back then. And uh, just so much invested, so much time. And I mean, at this point, a little bit vain, but we have a few fans around here. So we figured, why change the name now? We have a little bit of, uh, you know, momentum. So let's not ruin it. <laughs> brand. Yeah. We have a, a brand going, yeah. And you're based out of Michigan City? We're, we, I'm based out of Michigan City. You live in Michigan City. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we always say we're from Michigan City, but right now we have somebody, our drummer's from Berrien Springs, our bass player lives in Three Oaks, our guitar player lives in Valpo, and I'm in Michigan City. So we just call it the region because we practice in Valpo now, but we're definitely not from Valpo. <laughs> Who are the other members of your band? Um. So... I don't know if I can name all the drummers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean your present members. Our present members, um, so my best friend for about seven or eight years now is um, Justin. He lives up in Berrien Springs. He plays drums. Um, Pat Conway plays the bass, and that was such a godsend because he's a true bass player. I was faking it, um, and I got to go back to my natural instrument, and, <laughs> and he came in and was like, hey, I studied the bass, and I'm like, I can tell. <laughs> and our uh, guitar player is uh, the extraordinary Mike Neeland. He plays with another band called Chester Brown out of uh, the Porter oh, sure. County region, uh-huh. and he was, he's was he been in that band for quite some time, but you know, there was it just so happened to work out. It was very serendipitous, and he decided to, to work with us, and... We are forever grateful. He's a super nice guy. Oh, so. the nicest guy. He's so much more nice than any of the rest of us. <laughs> it's almost well, the, to a fault of his. The first time I met him was when you were playing up at Livery. That was, we're going on two summers ago now, and there was, I was, I had buttered Pat up to let me come jam, you know, and I went up there and he's like, yeah, you just played through Mike's stuff. And, and, and Mike was the first person I, I, I ran into walking in the door and he came up and he said, I heard you're playing tonight. And, yeah, it's great, and you can know, you can play through my stuff. And I said, well, I brought mine just in case that wasn't okay with you. It's your house, you know. And he goes, oh, let's do the two guitar thing if that's okay with you. And I'm like, this is your show, like so, you know. And it's just a great, super nice, awesome guitar player and one of the nice people. But yeah, he you know. has so much funk in him. He can just he can just rip your 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 soul right out of your body with his guitar. It's it's amazing, <laughs> and. uh and yeah, Adam has jammed with us probably what half a dozen times. Yeah, now. we're yeah we're right up there. It's starting to become a thing. Well, I love playing with you guys, and any anytime you have me. And oh, you're always. I remember right. that that livery gig. I was super like not nervous, but I'd been wanting to play with you guys for a while, and I went up there and I was just like, Pat's like, all right, let's we'll, 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 we'll do you know whip and post or whatever, and get up there and you know. There's stuff going on in that song, yeah. and if you're having if you have another guitar player out there and you haven't sort of divvied parts up, it's kind of a crapshoot, you yeah, know. Yeah, that, that was no practice. Yeah, and, and I'm up there and I was just like, uh, "You're dropping the ball. You've been looking <laughs> forward to this forever. You're doing terrible." And which is, you know, you shouldn't be thinking about anything, let alone stuff like that while you're playing. Yeah. And I was just like, just beating myself up, and you were immediately to my left and i looked over and you had like the biggest grin on your face and you're like shaking your head at me like come on come on more like yeah. what do you got what do you Give got more, you know and i was like oh okay yeah. and that just cool. totally disarmed me and mm-hmm. you, we ended up doing like two or three more songs after that and it was just a scream so yeah you you definitely shouldn't be say, thinking those things especially when no. they're not true yeah well <laughs> and, but no, I, and, you know <laughs> it's just it's a you know that's ego thing and like whatever but but afterwards all three of you guys came up to me separately and gave each gave me a big hug and 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 you in particular said don't ask next time just bring your guitar you know like you don't even have to ask i think that's the best part about this band too is that everybody's so happy like we finally have a group of people together that love making music and they love being with each other and it's it's going swimmingly (laughs) that it shows and Steel on the Farm, you guys do a lot of your own originals, right? Uh, yeah, we're mainly an original band. I'd say, you know, on a on a regular night, four-hour show, we're doing 75 80% originals. And then we get to, like, handpick our favorite covers. Yeah. Well, who uh, writes a lot of your songs? Um, I've, I've written most of them. Yeah, um, right. I've written most, especially the music side. But John Smith, who was one of those original founding members, is still a great friend. Uh, you know, obviously we had a little period where 
things weren't going awesome with him and the band and uh you know life stuff happens sure, that's what happens but he still writes lyrics for us to this day and he's an amazing human being and uh he's taught me a lot about not just writing because his vocabulary just is astronomical it it blows mine out of the water and i think i have a decent one what was his instrument his instrument was keyboards oh okay he was the keyboard player uh-huh. and you know we had our little issues and uh this is you were playing bass i was playing bass okay. i played you ever, bass for you six play years two keyboards together oh yeah okay. yeah i always carry two and uh we never oh i mean you mean two I in mean the band two keyboard players no but i'd like to yeah because <laughs> the allman brothers did that for a little while quite Greg a while and yeah um, they had uh chuck lavelle chuck sitting, lavelle yeah, yeah and Boy, that's an inspiration to hear him play. He kind of coined that, you know, genre that he does. That kind of, you know, New Orleans ragtimey. That stuff is. Uh, he actually wrote a book on it. <laughs> and uh, really, yeah, he did. Oh, okay. But yeah, you know, we. Uh, I write. I've written a lot of songs recently, but it really is a group effort. Um, I can bring an idea to the table, but at the end of the day. I'm not telling Pat what he needs to play, and he's not telling Mike what he needs to play. I want to know what you have to offer. What's your idea? And it it really works. We have a pretty decent little method going. It, with the the original songs you played, you to extend them out uh, and create while you're on the run. Yeah, um, yeah, that kind of is a, a keynote of the band. Is even some of the covers. You know, we, we rarely play something like the album, but with the originals especially, if we're feeling it or if Mike's really hot that night and he's going, I'm not stopping that train. <laughs> and I don't want anyone else to either. You know, we're going to keep that going. If Justin wants a 20-minute drum solo and it's it's rocking, we're going to let it happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know when, what show. I don't think it was. I think it was this past Thanksgiving uh, when we did the Lebowski thing. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I stayed up with you guys and did uh i think we did four songs and it was like 45 50 minutes or something like that and i was like all right you know yeah, this is we're, we're, we're getting down on this stuff now you no, know and we're that's that's uh, if i could get up at every gig and only do 10 songs and just jam them out like that'd be how i would live my life you know <laughs> but yeah like, we i mean i've talked to some of my friends and some other bands and stuff and this, even some of the cover bands and i'm like you know how many songs do you do in a set? And they're like, oh, we, you know, if we're playing an hour and a half, we'll do 30 songs. And I'm like, yikes. Whoa. Yeah. I was, yeah. Like, you know, it's hard. It's my just... cover band's like, you know, 30, 35 a night over yeah. the course of three sets, you know. Sure. But, but you guys are doing like 10 a night, you know, yeah. like just jamming yeah, them out. We, like, but, we've had some shows where entire sets were four songs. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fun. I just remember looking at my phone and I was like, Wow, that flew by, you know. Like, I had no idea like that that was 45 minutes. I think that's the biggest issue too is like it's not like we want to play 20 minute songs or we don't want to. We just don't like it just happens. I, I lose track of yeah. the world when I'm playing. It's it's my escape. Yeah. You know, some people go fishing or hunting and I love fishing and I like going to, you know, sporting events and everything, but music is just it just propels me to another dimension. Yeah. Well, you keep it interesting. You keep it so it doesn't seem like you know 45 minutes or whatever it, but it's because we're you know our main influences are probably pink floyd grateful dead mainly grateful dead uh the allman brothers and stuff like that and they always you know took it out to that outer limit and that's what right i like to see a band taking chances on stage when i'm watching in the crowd mm-hmm. and and honestly to be a totally transparent i like to see them making mistakes because then i'm like oh they're human and then you know they're, it's a real show yeah. And that's one of my favorite things. So you mentioned the Grateful Dead. Who's uh, one of your favorite? Who's your favorite keyboard player from the Dead? Peg Pen, Brent, or Brent? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, that's the only the answer as far Brent, as Brent uh, just didn't get the respect. He was there for the longest period of time. He yeah. wrote his own songs. He he sang. They even uh, made it to the know, album. Yeah, think about how many songs are written that never made it yeah. to the studio album. Right. Uh, and the band loved him, and and he played well with them. It just seemed like. He never felt that the audience loved him. That that he he never felt that they looked at him as part of the band. I kind of yeah. wonder if that was part of maybe like his you know psyche that kind of led him to where it led him to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right. Because now he's suicide. so revered by the fan. I mean, he's like 
Yeah. If not more revered uh-huh. than Pigpen by the fans, he's right up there right. by, you know, in that. Oh, yeah, you know, people just deep... worship Brent. Like, you know, this is the best Brent show. Or, like, yeah. these are the best years oh, of the band. You 87, know? 88, yeah. 89, yeah. 90. I mean, those were That's fantastic true. years. Uh, yeah. And in my opinion, and I'm sure if there were, like, deadheads within earshot of us right now, I would probably be getting rocks thrown at me. He had the best voice in The Grateful Dead ever. That's my opinion. I, he, I, he love, I won't voice. disagree with you. I love Jerry's <laughs> voice. It was very endearing. Mm-hmm. And I like Bobby because I've seen him a hundred times, and it, you know when he's singing. But Brent had that gospely, raspy, mm-hmm. right. Greg Allman-ish voice yeah, that that's a good just point. kind of drove. Right. Yeah, so in terms of singing, maybe Brent was the best of the singers, but certainly Jerry and Bobby had their styles. Oh, and Pig are, did too. And Pigpen for sure. He yeah. was all style. Yeah. Because he wasn't much of a keyboard player. Or, like, they had to really dumb it down when Pigpen was around. They, they, they were mostly a blues band back, true. back then. But you remember, the, the like, in 70, Europe 72, that was his last tour. And you're listening to him, and Keith was there. But when you're listening to those organ parts, he was... He got the hang of it after being on the road for a while. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things. That, did he get the road or did the road get him, you know? <laughs> you know, a little bit of uh, liver uh, dysfunction will mess around with anybody. Absolutely. <laughs> Who are, uh, you just round out your, well, we'll start over. Um, who are your other, your, your, your main keyboard guys? I mean, are we putting Brent in the top three? Uh, like, just general influences? You answered that one or? really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I would Brent. say Brent, he, he's in the top three to five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Who else? I mean, it's top so, of your head. Top of my head, I, Greg Allman is yeah. right up there. Right on. Um, Chuck Lavelle is top two. I love the way he plays. Um, to be honest, I've seen him three times because my wife loved him and I never respected him enough when I was younger, but Billy Joel is a yeah, great Yeah, Billy Joel's player. an awesome yeah. piano player. <laughs> yeah, just amazing. And uh, Elton John's up there, Brent. And and I liked some of the, the work that Keith did with the dead back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. Keith Gotcha. But it was... Pedestrian? It was pedestrian mainly because he brought his wife with him. Nothing against, <laughs> you know... I just did I, nepotism. I don't think that 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 <laughs> voice was necessarily needed. <laughs> right? Yeah. But well, whatever. I, I think that also kind of drove a wedge in the band for a while. But that's my opinion. Yeah. And then they just kind of disappeared. The yeah. Got shots. Yeah. Well, yeah. Keith died in the motorcycle accident. Yeah. And Donna still tours. Right. And yeah. still kind of rides with, that dead. Not with wave. the dead. Yeah. She was in sure. on a couple Denko shows. So two it. summers ago, like I remember she she was she in on a couple in, yeah. songs at Bonnaroo, and it was like I'm like this is all right, you know. Yeah. Oh no, it was great. You know, but it was very nostalgic. I remember yeah. the internet yeah. just exploded, oh, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, I you just don't read the comments. Well, you yo know, no, it, it, never it was, read the it comments was like, section. <laughs> <laughs> you remember in the early 2000s too? It was the well, I can't remember her name. Oh, uh, John Osborne oh, yeah. was in. Yeah, they roasted the her for being with the dead. I never heard any of that. Like, I, I mean, saw, how was, I saw was she all right? Her. Yeah, she was okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was, you know, they're not going to put anyone up there that's terrible. That's right, yeah. Yeah, they, and they, no one's going to get it. a fair shake either. No, no. <laughs> like, everyone's yeah. just crapped it's like, on. You know, everybody that... Taking, like, what, five years for people to respect John Mayer. Yeah, and I'm sh- I, that's a stretch still. <laughs> I mean, because as John Mayer, you know, as a blues guitarist and as John Mayer, I did air quotes, you can't see that, <laughs> but as John Mayer, he's amazing, but... He didn't. I mean, who wants to step into Jerry Garcia's shoes? Yeah, right. Well, well he's yeah. also not mimicking Garcia. He's doing his own thing exactly. in that role, and he's got a. He's a solid. Uh, oh, I enjoy uh, it. Guitar oh, yeah, player I think too. He's, he's and a very distinctive voice too. Absolutely. I think out of everybody that all those people that have been in that role, that like, oh, this is the perfect fit. Warren, Jimmy Herring, mm-hmm. Trey, Kim Ock, like all these people, are like this should work, and somehow I think this guy's. It's working. Fitting yeah. better than any of it's them working. did, and it doesn't make any sense. I mean, my know. biggest complaint is also my some of my greatest praise for the Dead & Company thing is, um, you know, I want Phil there. My middle yeah. son's name is Phil. Uh, uh, but O'Teal, though. And it was on purpose, but O'Teal is one of my favorite <laughs> bass players. It might be a good call for a two-bass uh, oh, tour. Oh, man. That would be kind of cool. Have you ever seen the two-bass stuff that Phil did with Mike Gordon with Fish? He did a few no, songs. No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, check I never that. Saw out. That, it's really fun. Two outstanding bass players. That's for yeah. sure. But Jeff Shimini 
is probably I didn't mention him, but right. as a oh, live yeah. keyboard player, I mean, he probably is in the top five. Yeah, for me, I love honestly because he is amazing. Yeah, he's really good. Um, yeah, John Cadillac too, one of my favorite Jerry guys. Well, let's play some music here, cool. uh, Adam. Got anything you want to have? A yeah, um, on the piano keyboard keys note, I, I went with an Elton John song. Um, uh, not a song I I think is terribly well known, but uh, it's uh, off of Honky Chateau. Uh, it's the second track. It's called Mellow, and I just found this flipping listening to the, the album at home one day while I was changing guitar strings or something. And I was <laughs> like, "This is an awesome song." So. Yeah, Mellow. All right. Deep track from Helton John. Mellow off, what was it, um? Honky Chateau. Honky Chateau. Here we go.
Good choice, man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're back with Marcus uh, Seifert and, uh, from Stealing the Farm, also with Beer Hippies. Good to have you in the studio here. And, hey, it's great to talk with another Grateful Dead fan, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, always uh, a pleasure. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about some of your, uh, some of your influences and uh, some of the, some of the uh, other keyboard players that you like. Um have you, with Steel on the Farm, have you guys ever recorded any music? Yeah, actually we just did our uh, first studio album. We've taken a couple cracks at it, but one of the former band members kind of really nailed it when he's like, if you're pushing play and running to play your instrument, you're failing. <laughs> so we <laughs> time to step it up. And, yeah, we stepped and... it up, we, we ponied up, we spent the money. Uh, we recorded up in uh, Niles, Michigan, actually, with... Um, at Boondock Studios, oh, and yeah. it's uh, Jake Sinegar's place from Humphreys, uh-huh. and uh, Willie Waldman hooked us up with that. He's a great guy, uh, trumpet player from back in the day, and he did a lot of Snoop and Tupac and Sublime and all that stuff. He played trumpet on all that, and uh, he's got the records on his wall to prove it. Awesome. Did uh, So did you um, record with the entire band? We did. Um, Bringing any other people to do that? Yeah, we had Willie play with us. Jake actually plays on a couple songs with us. Cool. And, um, yeah, you know, we, we, we went full on with this. We, we kind of explored the studio. And then the, the coolest part is we got to go to L.A. And what, we went, what was in L.A.? Is that where it got uh, edited? Yeah, we mixed, in, mixed, we mixed out there. And uh, we went to Skip Sailor's studio. And he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he was a super nice guy, and he took time with us, and he was, like, physically turning knobs and moving faders on our album, which I was blown away by. He let me recut all the vocals out there, and uh, it was an amazing experience. And then he hooked us up with the guy that's going to master us, which is Bernie Grunderson. Bernie Grunder? I'm going to mess that up. If you want to know who he is, just look up who mastered Thriller, because that's who did it. Oh, wow. It's like (laughs) one of the biggest selling records of all time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it was a whirlwind week of major ups and super downs, and it was the best time I've had in a long time. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So when's that coming? What's the... What's the status of it? I should so say. So the status right now is in mastering. Okay. Um, he's we've sent off the uh, the material to be mastered. We're gonna get that back and get it into replication, and then of course you know the copyright stuff and all the stuff that I don't care about because <laughs> <laughs> it has very little to do with me and more to do with you know lawyers who are gonna take care of all that. And then uh, I would say probably by the fall we're gonna have that released. We're going to do CDs and digital, but uh, we're also going to put it on vinyl. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask. That's yeah. that's the best way to listen to music these days, which is funny, obviously, because it's a throwback. But uh, It's uh, so clear and yeah. the ambience you get. It fills the you know. It does. I it, love vinyl. Different sound, <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be cool. Is it going to be, you know, see-through clear vinyl or you don't even... Not sure. (laughs) I want to do something funky. I want to make sure that our budget allows. Uh But uh, yeah, I think uh, we're going to do something fun with it. What about album art? What do you got going with that? So album art, I have... By the way, the the picture that you guys have on your website, on your Facebook page, and I see it every time. Anytime you like do a show or something like that's, you know, that's just such a cool picture. The lighting is... You know, just captures it all. Like there's this farm with this big house and up on a hill kind of thing. Yeah, and it's all within our logo. Yeah, there it's, you go. It's pretty cool. Uh, one of our former guitar players uh, designed that logo with his wife at the time, and we've kind of ran with it. Printed some shirts and things of that uh-huh. nature. I need a steal in the farm shirt. You don't have one? <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> See, you got to start asking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have brought. I mean, he was print. just there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get I'll, you one. If you give me seven, and I'll wear one every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For a couple hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I'm I'm really excited for that to come out, and I may or may not have heard brief snippets of it i won't 
say for sure. Okay, Pat. But, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't Pat. But, uh, <laughs> I, but I, I will say I, I am super excited for it to come out. And it, what I've heard is awesome. And I've been hearing those songs. You guys play those songs live for a while, and to so to hear them recorded and have the justice done to them, you know, in recorded form is awesome and it, it, it'll 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 be a game changer so thank you yeah. in the studio were you able to just go with it like you do on stage or did you have to come in there with like a you know kind of a strict uh storyline of what you're gonna play well we should have come in with a strict storyline <laughs> we spent um a little bit extra money because we were a little lasazi fair with the whole situation you know but uh it, it, the studio's weird because you don't get the, the, the give back from the, the crowd. And right. the crowd, as vain as it sounds, I try to be a, you know, I'm, I think I'm a pretty humble person and all that. But, man, when the crowd's going nuts, that really gets the energy going. So we had to manufacture that a little bit in the studio. But once you get into that headspace, you put yourself in that, that moment. Um, the coolest part about the studio is that once I'm dead and gone that'll still be around yeah you know if someone wanted to listen to it they could yeah so and that was the first kind of recording you had done or did you ever just you know put a uh a concert up on youtube or yeah yeah facebook or something like that sorry we put a we put some concerts on archive.org Oh, okay. Um, oh, cool. sure. Which is a really cool platform. I don't oh, know yeah. If you're, For sure. That's, yeah, that's you're, how you're able to find all those old Grateful Dead albums. All and stuff. of them. I mean, uh, shows. Yeah. Not just albums, but yeah. And uh, that, so there are a few up there if you search Steel on the Farm. And the, the part that made us really want to record is that those don't really represent our sound as well as this recording will. Sure. I mean, things get just mushed together. Exactly. I mean, this is going to pull it all apart and you'd be able to hear everybody. And that's what Skip that's did. You know, we went out there and I was on the plane to LA and I'm nervous, you know. First <laughs> off, we got stuck on the runway for like an hour and a half and I'm like, what is going on? Here? <laughs> a good start. Yeah, the, that polar boom that came through in early oh, April. Yeah, yeah oh, I was on the runway for that. So that was awesome. But when we finally made it to LA, you know, I'm like, man, I've listened to these pro tools tracks and they don't sound great this guy's gonna eat us alive i mean he's a grammy award multi 60 time golden platinum engineering you know engineer and uh he dug it and when he started mixing that down i mean the clarity that you got from what we played he didn't change any notes we played he just made it sound how it's supposed to sound and that's what I love about the album. Like you said, it's yeah. going to pull those parts out where you can hear what's supposed to be happening. Right. So what are you guys calling the album? Tentatively, uh, my vote is mm-hmm. Moments Made of Gold, which is one of our original songs. Oh, okay, cool. And it's, it's kind an awesome of a, a little uplifting, you know. I, I was like, should we just call it Stew on the Farm? And then everyone's like, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> your, de- no. your debut album Don't is not going to be a self-titled no, debut album. No, no. Uh, not my vote (laughs) i don't think so i've actually had a little idea for the album art for since we were going to call it moments made of gold maybe just like it's a little bit bold and maybe a little bit cheating but just a gold album cover with our name like kind of pressed into it but that's just it's all hypothetical right now we got to figure all that out yeah yeah but i mean what exciting stuff you know especially having had this band for 10 plus years right and finally getting to a point where, you know, you're going to be putting out an album that's got to be really exciting. It is. And you're you're also playing with Beer Hippies. Yes. An awesome band. I mean, Quite regularly know, I've, now. I've <laughs> seen you guys a bunch of times. And, you know, outstanding musicians and great original songs. And uh, how did that even come about? Well, um, it kind of started because of Stealing the Farm. We had Adam Jam with us. We've been playing quite a few Burnham events, and uh, Burnham Brewery, Burnham in Brewery Michigan in Michigan City. City uh-huh. If you're thirsty, that's a great place to stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Steve and Blake are in that band, right? And uh, I think that and Howie and Howie and Howie, right? Yeah, right. Don't forget it. Um, Howard. <laughs> he's quiet, but he, he's there. He's not quiet he's on quiet, the drums. No, he's, he's quiet he's, until he gets drumsticks yeah, in his yeah, head. Yeah, right. I never thought about that. That uh, like how. Nalo he is versus like he's just kind of this 
bombastic drummer. He is. You know? He owns it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but you're so mild mannered, yeah. like otherwise. I kind of got invited out for a gig. It was like, hey, do you want to jam with us at Leroy's, which is a great venue in Porter County, Indiana? It's Unless you're a non smoker, unfortunately. Yeah. Very true. Or don't like Mexican food. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah. Well, if, then you, you don't have problems. to eat. <laughs> <laughs> they do have cold beverages. Yeah. The smoking, that that's a sore. No, but they get food. unbelievable bands coming so through there. Great. Uh, I, I think uh, Steepwater played there a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're not a huge place they, they just get everyone in there i mean it's, i don't know the whole history of steep water but i think they kind of like cut their teeth in that yeah area, you know uh-huh. that was this is their hometown right kinda. so so he played with uh um you played with Adam, and then he said, hey, you should come jam yeah, with us. Come. Yeah, I feel like it, I hope Adam it was kind catalyst. of a consensus. <laughs> no, it definitely was. I was said, I said, I'm going to ask Marcus if he'll come play with us. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, do it. And, uh, and I was like, I was like looking down at my shoes, like shuffling. I was like, would you maybe possibly consider maybe wanting to come jam with us? You know? And you're like, yeah, I'd love to. And I was yeah. like, whoo, okay. Like, <laughs> like I was asking you to prom. You know? and you're like, yeah, I'd love to. And I, I was accept. Like, yes, there was like boot marks on my wall. You know? I was like, great. Yeah, no, that Beer Hippies is a great time. And the thing I love about it most is it's still original music, which I am like huge on. If I'm, if I'm going to go see a band, I want to see them playing what they created. Yeah. You know, I and I don't want to take anything away from cover bands because they can do a great thing. I love when they do mashups and change the songs that other people have written. But I really like seeing original music. I was super in tune with them when they said, hey, we do a lot of originals. Um, you know, they got Bob in the band. Yeah. And, Federson. Uh, yeah, Federson, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, he's got a plethora of originals. And it was just it was just a good time. It was a good fit. And I wasn't sure I could take on another band at that point. And I think my wife might still be reconsidering if I could take on another <laughs> band at this point. We're not very busy. <laughs> could be. Yeah. yeah. We do have some pretty cool shows coming we up. We do, it's yeah. A, just the beginning of the summer. What, what do you have coming up? Well, the Beer Hippies, uh, we're playing the Burnham uh, fourth anniversary party. I think that's June 22nd. That's correct. Yeah, cool. I believe yeah. so. And then, what is it, July 19th? July 19th. Ooh, that's the big one. Yeah, we're going to ride the snake. Yeah, the heater in the city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we're playing the Cubby Bear with uh, anchors. Oh, uh, wow. Out of, why were they out of Valpo, technically? Our, our good friend yeah, Dave Blast. Yeah, um, and that that's going to be a good time. Yeah, there's a day game that day. It's mm-hmm. going to be pandemonium in Wrigleyville. So. Yeah, I'll be trying to rope them in on the sidewalks. Yeah, <laughs> um, that'll be a blast playing at Cubby Bear. That, that's a really fun place. I've never been in there, but uh, your shoes are going to stick to the floor. <laughs> it's like a movie theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's from the beer. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, cool. It, it sounds definitely like my has type that kind of so. college beer drinking kind of vibe but no it's a great place and i, I think i saw blotto there uh, oh okay christmas eve oh no they play there a lot but yeah. um this was a couple of years ago sure uh, uh foo fighters played there a couple of years ago at so. cubby bear yeah they played yeah, regularly and then they go. did like a surprise secret warm-up uh-huh. gig the night before at yeah. cubby bear but that's, I awesome. that, that's how we sold howie on it was and then we're like Foo Fighters played there, and he was like, "Yeah, all right, I'm down." <laughs> cool. So, and uh, so that's Cubby Bear in uh, in June, July nineteenth. The the Burnham anniversary party is the end of June, I believe, the twenty second. Yeah, and that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Andrew Fisher Quartet's on there, and um, oh man, I that's... think some sort of Buddy Pearson yeah, some... configuration, something mm-hmm. or other. So that's. And then a couple other bands. That'll be a cool bill. Steel in the Farm, we have some shows coming up, too. Oh, yeah. Where, where, where do you have those playing? So next weekend, like well, uh, June 1st, I'll say, we're playing at the Save the Dunes Benefit in Michigan City at the All Guy right. Farm Amphitheater. That's a great cause and a great time. Then the next day, we're coming to your neck of the woods, and we're playing Niles Bluegrass Fest, closing out the festival. Cool. And this is our third year there, and we love Tom, and it's a great time. They're very receptive. We don't play bluegrass. but <laughs> You could. We, we, we dabble. You need a mandolin player. Yeah, I'll break out the mandolin. Right. 
Um, and then the week after that, we're doing one of my favorite weekends of the entire year. We start at 420 <clears throat> uh, <laughs> sharp on Friday, June 7th at uh, Browntown Music Festival in Monterey, Indiana. If you've never been... That's a whole camping, oh, it's, kayaking... It's a whole, yeah, it's a lifestyle for a weekend. I mean, <laughs> nice. It's, fun. it's insane. And what part of Indiana is that? Monterey is in between Winnemac and Knox. Um, it's about an hour away. Uh, not too bad. It's straight down 31. You can just shoot right over. And it's... Uh, we go that far out because they let us go that far out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's some awesome bands on that. <laughs> oh, there's some great yeah. bands. Blotto's playing that. Uh, oh. Of course, Chester, Chester Brown's Brown. headlining it. Reggae Express. Reggae, Reggae Express plays on Saturday. Uh, Devil Train, I believe, is coming there. That's a great uh, band out of Memphis. So Awesome. Well, that what a fun summer you got coming up. Oh, yeah. And the album coming out, uh, oh. that's going to be great. July 6th at the livery, too. They'd kill me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. forget. That, we we got to get some livery love in there. Yeah. We, we do we love, love the livery. livery. Yeah. yeah. Well, There's not too many people that don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I will be there for that. It's a great time. Hacker high water. Bring your guitar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's right. where it originally where it all went wrong at first. So, you know, <laughs> right, I will be there. Well, not too many people know. Adam is a lefty. He can't just come up on stage and yeah, play someone else's guitar. Yeah, I cannot play your guitar. So if I don't bring mine, you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring a lefty for you. Uh, well, I'll, I'll bring one. <laughs> I'll be there. All right. Hey, uh, Marcus, do you have any songs you'd like to listen to right now? We could play sure. a song. Yeah, um, I told you I love vinyl, and I was at a local shop, and we were thumbing through, and I found the Allman Brothers, Brothers and Sisters. Oh, man. That's and one, one of my favorite tracks off that, there's some great songs. There's some you know hits on there, but Come and Go Blues. It features Chuck Lavelle on the piano and Greg on the organ, and yeah. Good All right. Uh, we can accommodate. Thank you. And really great having you on the show. Yeah, this is a so lot much. of fun. Uh, this is Johnny's Secret Stash with Adam Conley and John Goldman. Uh, it's 106.7 WRHC in uh, in Three Oaks, Michigan, and 93.5 in uh, Sawyer, Michigan, WRHZ. And we'd like to thank our underwriter, uh, Harbor Country Hydroponics. Hydropo- hydro- <laughs> Harbor Country Hydroponics. Where, uh, here, I want to get this right. Harbor Country Hydroponics for everything you need to grow your own secret stash. All right, there we go. And uh, closing out with Come and Go Blues by the Almond Brothers off of Brothers and Sisters album. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks for being here, Marcus. Absolutely. We'll see you for part two. Oh, yeah. Take it easy, everybody. Good night. Feeling like a fool